At ASDefense.com, we were already selling the best knife brands in the world when law enforcement approached us about making them a knife. And so, the ASD Centurion was born. Centurion is made of tough D2 tool steel, has a full plane edge, and fully serrated spine. It's like having two knives in one. Centurion also has a gut hook, skull crusher, and storage inside the handle. Get your ASD Centurion today at ASDefense.com. That's ASDefense.com. This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. And I'm pretty stoked because the uh, the new setup that they set up for us like two weeks ago is finally fully functional in here. So I've got a massive amount of real estate. So for those of you who watch the live stream, you'll notice that I can like look all the way up to the ceiling because I've got, <laughs> I've got two ultra wide stacked on top of each other. It's great though. Uh, lighting seems to be good today. So far, stream has been uh, functioning properly. Got a new gaming mouse for my uh, my my laptop. Everything's working well. Oh, they did. They took it out, so you don't have the giant yeah. useless box there the, anymore. The box that's made for the music that we don't do. Yeah, because this is. Uh, oh, look what else they did. They took down the uh, the CD holder rack off of the wall over there. And oh, they, they put yeah. up a. Yeah. Okay. Oh my. I think they did that a while ago, though. Did they? Yes. I just noticed it. Yeah. They took the the backer. Yeah. And then the CD case. I, I don't the remember them time. taking that down. Oh, man. It looks so much cleaner over there And then now. they took the box out, I guess, over the break. Which good is for looks, you. It looks different, but I like it because uh, there's more space. It's good stuff. Yeah, I got coworkers tweeting really nice things about me today. Yeah, it's great. Brooklyn what, sent out a good. very sweet tweet yes. about me today. Yes. That was Brooklyn, awesome. Thank Brooklyn you, Brooklyn. totally sent out that tweet. Yes. Yes, uh, she did. We, we share a workspace, and um, we're supposed to log into the same system instead of having separate sign-ins now. So she, she you know, may have may have um, sent that out shortly after I got into work. But still, I appreciate it, Brooklyn. Thank you very much. All right, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. All right, so it's a Monday, right? We're in December. By the way, I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving and all of that. Uh, Welcome to the end of the year. Now... Joe Biden. Now, here's the thing. I need you to understand this. Joe Biden has kicked off his latest tour. You know what he called it, Joe? The no malarkey tour. There's going to be no gobbledygook there. Well, Joe. So he. this is the reason that I'm, I'm mentioning this, okay? He just kicked this off. So he's not tired. There's no, he's been to 57 states in the past three days, and he's got eight more to go. There's none of that, okay? Um, He is refreshed. This is Joe Biden when he is well-rested and newly on tour. And he had this to say about Kim Jong-un. Assume that position the moment they are like sworn in on January the 20th. And know the rest of the world knows that person, in this case me, and that I know them. 
Putin has no illusions about whether I know him or not. <laughs> Kim Jong-un has no person that I know him or not. The same with the president of China, Xi Jinping. Spent a lot of time with these folks. They know. They know. Um, hey, hey, Joe. Joe Biden's never met Kim Jong-un. <clears throat> but he says he's met with him a lot of times. So that it doesn't make sense because he's there is only one American president who has met the leader of North Korea um, past and present. And that is that is sitting in the White House right now. But um, and then, of course, the way that he spoke too. I mean, he, he OK, so somebody on the live stream comment just said, did he have a stroke? So he speaks like he has. OK, I honestly I don't know. I really don't. It's entirely possible that they just stretched his face back when he got his face lift a little bit too much. That's possible. So he's keep in mind. This is not. This is not where he is tired. Okay. This is when he's fresh and he's brand new. All right. So here's here's the other audio. This is way worse. Okay. This is. This is way worse. I want you to listen to the very, very, very awkward situation here and listen to the crowd's reaction to this, please. Joe, go for it. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. And I tell you what. Did you hear the crowd? I learned a lot about roaches. And he is talking to a crowd of African-Americans. And you heard some of them go, oh, and then he talked about kids. He likes kids jumping on his lap. I want again. I want to remind everybody: this is the beginning of the no malarkey tour. This is the beginning. This is not Joe Biden tired. This is Joe Biden rested and refreshed. Okay. <laughs> um. <sighs> that may have been the worst soundbite over the past week. I mean, it's it's a pretty bad one. Now, now, don't get me wrong. There's several of them that are bad. Um, you know what? You want to just just do Elizabeth Warren for me. Uh, let's go ahead and queue up Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren, she's out there. Uh, she's taking up Pete Buttigieg's mantle now, and he's, she's talking about getting rid of the Electoral College. Here's uh, Elizabeth Warren. As a presidential candidate, what are your thoughts on the Electoral College? Uh, I want to get rid of it. So here's my goal. My goal is to get elected and then to be the last American president elected by the Electoral College. I want the second term to be that I got elected by direct vote. I'm ready. Popular vote. Um, I just think this is how a democracy should work. Call me old-fashioned, but I think the person who gets the most votes should win. Yeah. Uh, so I'm in. Okay. I mean, I'm in. Yeah. Screw apportionment and all of that stuff. I mean, forget about that. So 
Here's the problem with this. And Pete Buttigieg, again, he's been advocating it too. Now, at least with Elizabeth Warren, she's not a Midwesterner, so it's always it's always a little bit understandable when somebody who does not come from the Midwest doesn't want to count the Midwest. But when you have somebody who's from the Midwest, like Buttigieg is, who doesn't want to count the Midwest, you start getting a little uh, a little perplexed as to why he would say that his own constituents are not relevant enough to be able to have an equal say. And that's just it. We are literally talking about equal say. Um, do you know what percentage of the population of California? First of all, Joe, you know that California is the most populated state by far in the United States, right? A lot of people think that New York is close. They're not even remotely close. So California, by far the most populated state. Do you know what percentage of the population of the state of California resides in L.A. County? Uh, I'm going to go with about 45%. Close, over a third. Okay, over a third. That, that's just in L.A. County, not the city of Los Angeles, but that's L.A. County, which, of course, encompasses. Um, yes, uh, Alex is pointing out the Pete Nods thing. I've got it. Don't worry. It's coming. <laughs> we've, we've got it. I don't know if I can play it for my computer yet, but we've got it. Um, and if you don't know what Pete, Pete Nods is, uh, that should be a hashtag, Pete Nods, okay, because he's a bobblehead now. So next, um, you've got... The total population of L.A. County versus the rest of the country. How many states, Joe, do you think have a higher population than Los Angeles County? How many states? Oh, seven. Close, nine. Nine, Including California. Okay, so we're counting California, even though this is in California. Okay, so nine states have a population higher than L.A. County. Do you know what that means, ladies and gentlemen? That means that 41 have a smaller population in the entire state than the county of Los Angeles, and that is because of the city of Los Angeles. So when you are running on a popular vote platform, which is kind of what Hillary Clinton did, she ran on the popular vote platform and she lost the election by chasing the popular vote, And she only went to a few places to get that done. New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago. She kept going there. Why? Huge populations, overwhelmingly Democratic, and they will just not vote for Republican. She was already going to win those districts, but she knew there's tons of people. Tons of people. Okay? So if you think that one county, which is populated basically by one city, okay, if you think that one county should have the power to decide who becomes the president of the United States. You're dumb. Now, you could call Elizabeth Warren old-fashioned. I I suppose you could, but, you know, she is old-fashioned because she's a socialist. And socialism is a very old-fashioned way of thinking. In fact, it is so old-fashioned. We just celebrated Thanksgiving. It's so old-fashioned that the pilgrims abandoned it after failing... Uh, with implementation of socialism. They didn't call it socialism back then, but they used shared property and all of that stuff, and it got a bunch of them dead. So they abandoned it quite a long time ago, ladies and gentlemen. But not a lot of people know that about Los Angeles County. We've got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.
And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. Hey, I want to thank our sponsor, Second Amendment Arms and Range. And again, if you mention me when you go out there, you get half off your range time. Go to secondamendmentarms.net for more information. Okay. To the phone lines, we go. Ron, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hey, how's it going, Casey? It's going well, man. What's up? <laughs> uh, I got to ask you about with this uh, Joe Biden uh, no malarkey tour. Yeah. He's got with him no malarkey. Does that mean that we can expect him to be embarrassing us with, uh, he likes people touching his legs and the cockroaches are working good. And well, if, if you're, if you're going to launch a tour that says no malarkey, maybe not lie. Uh, yeah. Well, it, the, that's the biggest part of it, but we all know that they don't know how to do that. But, uh, is, is it going to be expected now that he's going to have little kids on his lap sniffing their hair and kind of... uh, yeah I mean look you know it's it's you got to be careful with him you got you have to Ron appreciate the call you got to be careful with Joe Biden because here's the thing he sniffs kids hair um, he whispers in young girls ears uh, he kisses them on the head he just kissed another another uh, little boy on the head. Now, for the record, I'm not saying I'm not saying that Joe Biden, you know, has children locked up in his house in a cage. Then he bit his wife's finger this weekend. Joe, did you see the finger bite? You've at least seen the memes of the finger bite. Okay, so I I posted a couple of them on the Facebook page of Facebook.com slash Casey, the host. And part of the reason that we're we're doing this is because it's, well, it's funny, um, but yeah, he bites his wife's finger. He like nibbles it. Okay, he's not assaulting her. He like nibbles it. She's talking at the podium and she puts puts her arms out to the side. She's making a point. She's using her arms to gesture and he leans in and he just bites her finger. And it was this really awkward moment, you know. So he launches this no malarkey tour and he's got, you know, several right off the bat just really, really big, um, big problems. And then you have Pete Budigeig. Uh, Pete Buttigieg. Of course, I know how to say our own mayor's name for those of you on YouTube or Twitch. But then you've got the bobblehead. It, that's really all I can call him now. This, I mean, this guy. He, first of all, he's still not showing anything in, in South Carolina. Okay, he's just he's just not connecting with black voters in South Carolina. Uh, Oliver Davis here has been on the council forever. Wasn't Oliver Davis the president of the Common Council at one point in time? And Oliver Davis, who also ran for mayor and didn't get Pete's endorsement, and now he's not endorsing Pete. And Pete's got a real problem with um, the black community here in South Bend, has for many, many years. And, and while a lot of, I think, their anger towards him is a manifestation of mythology, the fact that he has been unable to bridge that gap and repair that relationship in his entire time as mayor, I think, is, is a showcase of his lack of ability to do that. In places where they have no idea who he is, you know, he goes to a place uh, like South Carolina, and he is simply a pasty white, well-off gay guy. That's it. Okay, Th- that's it. And again, I have to point this out. This is important that people understand this. I'm not doing it to attack any demographic. I'm simply doing it for the optics of voting. 
the population in the United States least receptive to the gay lifestyle is black Americans. When you look at the polling data, they accept it the least out of every demographic. So he's already got an extra hurdle to get over with that. You throw in there that he's just a boring, pasty white guy. Nothing wrong with being a boring, pasty white guy. But you throw that in there and you don't have anything outside of this niche sort of check mark that the Democrats have to draw people into you. You know, there are other people who have character traits. You know, Kamala Harris is can be charismatic, right? Uh, can be. She hasn't been in a very long time, but she can be. It's one of the things that, that uh, launched her career along with, well, another thing that we won't talk about on the radio, but which probably involves some charisma as well. So she, I'm assuming, <laughs> it's Monday, right? <laughs> it's Monday. I'm not even into the uh, the first or the second half hour of the program. I'm already <laughs> already losing my golden snowflake for the day. So he's got nothing else. He has no energy. He's just he's just Pete Buttigieg, right? We all know him as likable, boring Pete who has policies that we don't like. But he's you know decent enough, nice guy at least in public, right? So he doesn't have any of those qualities to draw people in. Now, you go to South Carolina and you look at his national polling data when it comes to black Americans, they just reject him. They just do. This is the reason that he's being attacked on this now because a lot of people feel that he's not going to be able to win the black vote. Now, I believe that if he wins the nomination, which I think he would be doing by bypassing the black vote, and there might be a whole discussion in the Democratic Party if that actually happens, if Pete Buttigieg wins the nomination and he gets very little black support, I think there's going to be a lot of black Democrats who are going to look at that and go, yeah, um, suddenly we don't feel like we're real welcome in your party anymore. So that could be a problem with the, with them as well. But um, every time he gets in front of a black leader, he's just a bobblehead. He just, just does one of these things. He's like, yeah, okay. Um, is it polite for me to, you know, pick up my, my fried chicken and, and eat it? Can I, can I do that? Is that okay? Is cause I'm, I'm a grown man who's late in his late thirties. You know, I, I've never had fried chicken before cause I'm a, I'm a Rhodes scholar, which by the way, you don't have to be very smart to get, um, cause you're just a Rhodes scholar. It's really not all that prestigious anymore. And, and he just sits there and he bobs his head. Now people on the live stream saw me bobbing my head for a long time. I'm getting a headache, so I'm not going to do it anymore. And that's all he does. So now. Democratic presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg nodded in agreement with leftist Reverend William Barber on Sunday, as Barber suggested that migrants who were here illegally entering the United States were just reclaiming land that the United States stole from Mexico. And what is he doing? He's just sitting there bobbing his head. Yep, bobbing his head. Now, if you know anything about history at all, which you would expect a Rhodes Scholar, right? Because, again, you don't have to be very smart to be a Rhodes Scholar. I know that there's this aura around it. I've met plenty of dumb Rhodes Scholars. Don't worry. Uh, it takes a lot of work to be a Rhodes Scholar, but mostly it's just applying for it, making sure you follow through. Um, he is a Rhodes Scholar, which they tout as being super intelligent, or at least highly intelligent, being very smart. That's one of the things that everybody kind of says about Pete Buttigieg. He's a smart guy. Cool. So he doesn't know about the Mexican-American War and the land purchase agreement where the United States purchased land that we legitimately conquered instead of just taking it. He doesn't, he doesn't know that we paid actually fair market value for that instead of at a deep disc. He doesn't know that Mexico sold us that land, and he doesn't know that we gave back their entire country. You realize we conquered Mexico past, going south, past Mexico City, right? We could have kept it. We'd have all of that oil. So he, he doesn't know history either. He's just bobbing his head. Just bobbing. Because he's got a pander. That's what he's got to do.
All right, 574-2595-953. We are on the live streams. Go to youtube.com slash Casey the host, twitch.tv slash Casey the host. And new, brand new, back on Twitter. Okay. Uh, I told you last week that my company came to me, my digital department said, hey, um, we would like you to get back on Twitter. They thought it was a temporary suspension. They they laughed and and thought it was funny that I was permanently banned from Twitter. But I am back on Twitter, okay? And here's the deal. The company is pushing to get all of us verified. So I really... Somebody told me that Brooklyn is already verified on... Is she already verified on Twitter? <laughs> the company is pushing, okay, pushing to get us verified on Twitter. We are concerned that since this is a new account and I have no followers, since I lost all of my thousands of followers that perhaps um, we need to get all of you to follow me on Twitter to boost the account somewhat so that way they know it's not just a fake account. Even though it's being submitted by the company and that's going to help me out, it would be great if I had the numbers as well. Plus, let's be honest, rebuilding my last profile would be great. So go at RealKCH. I couldn't use my full name. At RealKCH on Twitter. Okay, At RealKCH. Follow me now, please. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. Do you want to thank our sponsor, Second Amendment Arms and Range, located in New Carlisle? Okay, that's it. We're in shopping season. So if you're looking to buy ammo, and who isn't, uh, if you're looking to buy ammo, uh, firearm accessories, firearms themselves, training sessions, any kind of range time, anything like that, that is a stocking stuffer for any boomstick fan that you've got in the family uh, or in your inner sphere, go to secondamendmentarms.net, pick that stuff up, drop my name and get deep, deep discounts on all of that. Again, secondamendmentarms.net. Well, it didn't take long. We knew it was coming. Patients have now filed a lawsuit against Goshen Hospital over the possible HIV and hepatitis exposure that has happened there. And again, I want to... Oh, by the way, some people said that I was wrong. They're not known for their heart department. They're known for cancer. So I apologize about that last week. But Goshen Hospital does have a good reputation. Okay, For those of you listening around the country and the world, Goshen Hospital does have a really good reputation. They just had a staffer make a really horrible mistake. Uh, More than 1,000 surgical patients are now suing a northern Indiana hospital after being notified that a sterilization failure could have exposed them to deadly infections. The Elkhart Truth is reporting that a class action suit was filed last week in Elkhart County Court against Goshen Hospital on behalf of patient Linda Garrick and others who had surgery between April and September. It alleges that patients were potentially exposed to hepatitis C, hepatitis B, and HIV. The hospital recently notified patients who had surgery in that period that a sterilization technician failed to complete one crucial step in the process of some surgical equipment, possibly affecting 1,182 patients. Now, we also want you to know uh, if you are in this group, Okay, I'm not telling you not to sue, um, but for your peace of mind, they still say that it is extremely unlikely that anybody got anything. Uh, but they're offering some testing and follow-ups and things like that. You should take advantage of all of that. Um, if you want to hop onto the lawsuit, by all means, hop onto the lawsuit. Uh, it's just that, you know, for peace of mind's sake, even though my words aren't going to help you all that much, just in case you haven't heard, and I assume that you have, but just in case you hadn't, 
the likelihood of infection appears to be very low, okay? So based on what they're saying happened, it appears to be extremely low that this, you know, infection could have been transferred, but they're just being overly cautious notifying everybody. Uh, Garrick says in the suit that the potential exposure triggered ongoing emotional distress and trauma, which I would assume it absolutely would. The good news is that Pete Buttigieg says you don't have to tell your partner that you have HIV, so you're good in case something horrible did actually happen. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. So you should be celebrating the season, since you're shopping for the season anyway right now, you should be celebrating the season with Impress Jewelry Creations. You can save through the end of the year on almost the entire in-store collection. They've got savings from 25 35 and even up to 40% off. Impress Jewelry Creations is going to take the time to understand your celebration and the meaning that it has for you. Then they're going to pair it with the perfect piece of jewelry. So if you are looking for you know, the brightest diamond you could possibly think of. They even have a, a, you know, this amazing service where they will take a diamond that maybe is an heirloom and they will go ahead and turn it into these um, amazingly brilliant diamonds. And for people who have very, you know, rich sentimental value with some of those stones, they can do that. And it's just phenomenal. I've seen the service. It's just absolutely amazing. So, you know, a lot of people don't want to get rid of the old gemstones and things of that nature, but, you know, it's not the highest quality in the world, but it's, again, very sentimental. They can still make it extremely bright and glimmer, and it's just phenomenal. And, again, just a really good team anyway. they got over a century of experience between them, and they've worked together for a long time. They don't have to outsource their their uh, manufacturing and capabilities and things like that, although manufacturing is not the right word for it because they're, they're true artisans over there. And the new Impress Jewelry Creations line is... It's, I mean, you're literally talking about, you know, mostly one-off pieces that you're never going to be able to get again, and you're never going to be able to get anywhere else in the world. Certainly not being duplicated over thousands of locations across the United States. So if you want a truly unique piece and amazing customer service for all budgets, for men and women, go into Impress Jewelry Creations. Again, impressjewelers.com, or you can visit them in person on University and Granger right next to Temper Grill and see Kramer Interiors. All right, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. I was waiting for the question to come up in the live stream. And a lot of people, a lot of people started asking uh, the question over the weekend, how many people actually went to Michigan and bought marijuana? And did have a couple of people ask in the live stream if anybody else in the live stream in Michigan went and did a legal purchase. So here's the story. Hundreds of people in Michigan lined up for the first time to buy recreational marijuana after it officially became legal yesterday. To me, this is all for other people. I've been able to get weed every day since 1962, said cannabis activist John Sinclair. It was the first to purchase the legal weed from Arbor Wellness. So from his perspective, he's had, he's had weed since 1962, but this is for other people. Uh, I'm glad for the average person that they don't have to worry about it anymore. That's what he told the Detroit Free Press. Of course, if you're on the Indiana side of the border, you do. Okay. A total of six retailers are now licensed by the state to sell recreational marijuana. Four are located in Ann Arbor, one in Morrency, hope I got that right, and one in Everett. 
according to WTHR. It is coming locally, all right? It is coming, but you know, you're going to be looking at it probably in January. Uh, the state announced earlier this month that businesses that are licensed to grow, process, or sell marijuana for medical use starting on December 1st can transfer half of their inventory to the recreational market with the necessary license. Dispensaries will only be allowed to transfer half of each type of marijuana product if it has been in stock for at least 30 days. One buyer who wished to remain anonymous, why, spent the night in a tent outside. <laughs> for the <laughs> it's like it's like Black Friday or you're buying an iPhone or something. So he was out camping out the night before just so he can get legal pot the next day. Not how I would spend my evening, but that's all right. You know, to each their own. It's it's less dumb to do it with this than to do it over an iPhone, if you ask me. At least this has some value. Uh, anyway, so uh, he says, I'm excited. It's nice to not have to feel like a criminal. Okay. If you don't feel like a criminal, why are you not telling anybody who you are? Why, <laughs> why are you still going anonymous? Probably as a job where this is still restricted. Because in Michigan, remember, um, it does not protect you from employment or for employment. So if you work at a job that still drug screens and they find out that you have been partaking, if you will, and it's against company policy, you can be canned for it. Okay, That's the law. Uh, 31-year-old Rich Oliver from Grand Rapids echoed his comments. It feels safer. You know it's tested. And we're not going, we're not taking as much of a risk. Well, that's an understatement of the year. Uh, one year ago, Michigan voters approved legalization, yada, 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 yada. Uh, let's see. Dr. Kevin Sabat, we have to have the naysayers here, who is president of the Smart Approaches to Marijuana, said that legalization is no cause to celebrate. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you go to Twitch, my Twitch account, um, one of the clips I have up there is I run over the economic windfall that Colorado has had. And I would encourage you to go to twitch.tv slash Casey the host and watch that clip. I think it's under highlights because in there, they highlight how much money they now have for all of these other programs that were, according to them, you know, politicians underfunded uh, beforehand. And now they just, they have gobs of cash. Okay. But I'll let you hear what uh, Dr. Kevin Sabat has to say. An addiction for profit industry can now target vulnerable communities just as it has done in other states, he commented. Uh, for the record, the research right now is showing that all of the boogeymen for recreational legalization have not materialized. Okay, And it's only a matter of time before we begin to see its lobbyists bankroll lawmakers and claw away at any and all regulations placed upon it. And um, you can have lobbyists who will lobby the opposite direction too and i assume that dr kevin sabat will be paid handsomely uh, since he is a a naysayer on this and it's okay by the way it is okay if you are a naysayer that's fine um, despite sabat's warning vietnam war veteran greg etzel who is artif- has artificial knees and hips a metal plate in his head and who bit off his tongue during combat noted that marijuana kept him from using anything more dangerous I've never taken opiates, he said. I credit the weed. Um, It's not alone. I wonder, I don't know what kind of doctor Dr. Uh, Sabat is. Um, I wonder wonder how much opiates he's prescribed over his career. And I wonder how many of those people became addicted. I don't know if he has. Okay, I'm just 
it's a legitimate question because there's a lot of people who can use um, marijuana and not have to get on that stuff, which is um, inarguably far more risky than marijuana is. I'm not an advocate uh, for partaking in marijuana. I'm just an advocate for legalizing it because I think it's silly to continue the wasted resource war against the stuff because it's been demonized wrongfully. Uh, But at the same time, any abuse of anything can be bad. Uh, So you obviously are supposed to consume responsibly, obey the laws. If you're in Indiana, going across the border, picking it up in Michigan legally, and then coming across, that is going to get you in a lot of trouble. I've had a lot of conversations with some of the police departments on the borders with Michigan, and they have some pretty sophisticated plans in place. You're not going to want to mess around with this, okay? And so I know that there's going to be a lot of people in Indiana who want to go over there, buy some, and then bring it back. You're going to get popped hard for doing that. And we're going to start having those stories, I think, probably fairly quickly and relatively soon, especially as this spreads throughout the state of Michigan uh, coming in the new year. You're going to see a lot more people who live on the, the Indiana side going to Michigan, buying it legally, but then illegally trying to smuggle it back for whatever reason. And they're going to get nailed with some serious charges. And then we're going to have those stories to talk about. And, of course, that's going to spur people talking to the Indiana legislature about decriminalization, which, by the way, bipartisan support for many, many years in the Indiana legislature has been for decriminalization. Uh, Not legalization, but decriminalization. Big difference. So we'll have all of those stories, I'm sure, coming up in the new year. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.